Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why more advertising means less happiness, and we'll answer a listener question about how to calculate your maximum heart rate. You'll also learn about how parents and kids can help language researchers during the pandemic. Let's satisfy some curiosity. What do you think makes a happy country? The food, nice weather, lots of community resources? Well, sure, maybe. But thanks to new research, we know one thing that makes a country unhappy. Advertising. The more billboards, commercials, and internet ads we see, the less happy we are. Yeah, it's not just you. And as for why ads can make us unhappy, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. By definition, advertisements make us want things. They're designed to make you feel like your life needs something to be complete. When you sense a void in your life, you'll spend more on things to fill it. Advertisers would disagree with that, though. They would say their ads aren't about making people feel incomplete. They just provide people with information on what's out there to buy. Well, researchers decided to put this argument to the test by looking at the data. They looked at the life satisfaction of more than 900,000 European citizens from 27 countries. And they didn't just do a quick dip. They checked in on how these people had been doing from 1980 to 2011. And they also tracked the amount of advertising spending in their countries over the same period. They found that when companies spend more money on advertising in one country, the well-being of people who live there goes down. According to the study, when people are exposed to a lot of advertising, their aspirations do rise, but it's not that they just have a lot of hope for their future selves. Instead, advertising makes people feel that their own lives, achievements, belongings, and experiences are inadequate. Advertising is a real buzzkill. And this was more than just an interesting correlation. The researchers controlled for other factors that might be affecting happiness, and they used a lot of statistical methods to ensure that one really was causing the other. They were even able to show that a rise or fall in advertising one year could predict a rise or fall in a whole country's happiness in the following years. Yikes. So if scrolling through targeted ads on Instagram or flipping through glossy placements in magazines makes you feel lousy, you're not alone. Advertising doesn't seem to be going anywhere soon. So for now, maybe instead of scrolling, you can pick up a book instead. We got a listener question from Julian, who writes, Wondering if you could do an episode on maximum heart rate for us exercise buffs. I was just calculating my own and started wondering about the history of 220 minus age and why that made any sense. Right up my alley, Julian. So these days, the most common places you'll find people talking about maximum heart rate are in fitness circles. Athletes commonly use their maximum heart rate to calculate how strenuous a given workout should be. Like a moderate intensity workout should make your heart beat between 50 and 70 percent of its absolute maximum. Vigorous intensity is more like 70 to 85 percent. And side note, you don't have to do this. If you can carry on a conversation during a workout but not sing, it's medium intensity. If you can't say more than a few words, it's vigorous. Easy. But anyway, you could figure out your maximum heart rate by exercising as hard as you possibly can for an extended period of time. 
I mean, scientists actually measure it by making people run on a treadmill that gets steeper every few minutes until they quit. But, you know, that's hard. Instead, most people use the formula that Julian mentioned, 220 minus your age. How was this formula calculated, you might ask? Did scientists measure thousands of people from diverse backgrounds and plot their heart rates on a graph that mapped exactly onto this formula? No. No, they did not. It was devised in 1970 by a young physician who was prepping for a conference presentation about how strenuously heart disease patients could exercise. He found 10 studies that recorded the maximum heart rates of various people, and he plotted the data points on a graph. He drew a line through the points and noticed that the data tended to follow the formula 220 minus age. But here's the thing. The dots were all over the place. The line showed a trend, but there were plenty of outliers. And anyway, the people in these studies weren't representative of the whole population. Since then, there have been many other studies that have calculated more accurate, but also more complicated formulas for maximum heart rate. But 220 minus age remains the one that fitness buffs use the most. My advice? If you wear a watch that tracks your heart rate, do some hard sprints and see where your heart rate maxes out. Then use that number to calculate your workout intensity. You're your best comparison, after all. Thanks for your question, Julian. If you have a question, send it in to podcast at curiosity.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. You know that saying, kids say the darndest things? Well, those things they say are really important to language researchers. Unfortunately, the pandemic is making it kind of hard for scientists to actually get kids into their labs. So researchers are asking for help from willing parents. They've created an app that parents can use to capture the cute things their kids are saying. The researchers get data, and parents get digital memories to look back on. So, everybody wins. By the way, we're covering this app today because whether you have kids or not, it's a pretty neat idea. But this is not a sponsored segment. It'd be pretty obvious if it was. The app I'm talking about is called Kids Talk, and here's why it's important. Scientists who study children's language development typically know the average age that kids develop the ability to produce various sounds. But when you look at individual children, there's a lot of variation. Maybe one kid will learn to make an S sound at age three, but another doesn't until age seven. And another might not be able to produce adult speech at all without therapy. And scientists aren't sure why. So they typically study this stuff by inviting families to their labs or going to schools. But, of course, COVID-19 has closed schools and shuttered labs. So researchers are getting creative to keep their work going. And in that spirit, a team from Boston College and the University of Maryland created Kid Talk, an app that lets families create virtual audio scrapbooks. You just record clips of your child speaking and save them to your scrapbook. You can even share the clips with family which makes the app a great way to keep everyone connected during such an isolated time. And of course, on a broader scale, these speech samples will help researchers learn more about kids' language development over time and how they're being impacted by COVID-19. Now, KidTalk is web-based, so you don't have to download an actual app to your device. You just pull up the site in a browser at kidtalkscrapbook.org, then set up your profile and hit record. Next, you type out what your kid is actually saying. 
And this is particularly important because it helps researchers understand what's being said. There's even a game where you can listen to clips from other children and guess what they're saying. That's all part of the research, too. Another study is focused on the strategies adults use to understand children's speech. That might even help voice assistants recognize when they're asking to play Baby Shark for the 17,000th time. Just like that, you'll have a digital timeline of your child's development, and you'll be doing a great service to science. So, there's something to do this weekend. Happy scrapbooking! Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll learn about why some words are more memorable than others, the hilarious way fish eggs make their way to landlocked lakes, why you have tiny rocks in your ears, the surprisingly deadly origins of chemotherapy, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that research shows that advertising makes us unhappy because it makes us feel like what we already have isn't good enough. I mean, I know that feeling. Gosh, Ashley, sounds like you could use a Coke. <laughs> we also learned that your maximum heart rate might tend to be around 220 minus your age. But that number came from a researcher who was just looking at a handful of studies and plotting a line. In reality, there are a lot of outliers, so don't take it as gospel. I mean, I know me, myself, my maximum heart rate is like 220. I have a high heart rate for someone of my age and fitness level. It's just, you know, I try not to feel bad about it because everyone's different. Everyone's heart is a different size. You know, we have different heart rates. It's fine. Fine indeed. We also learned that researchers are studying language development with an app called Kid Talk. Just visit kidtalkscrapbook.org and start recording. Not a bad idea for something to do with your weekend. Kid Talk, not to be confused with TikTok. <laughs> which I am too old to be on, too old, too uncool. It's not going to happen. I opened Instagram this morning just because it had been a couple months, and I just looked, and I was just, I don't get it. Ashley, am I out of touch? <laughs> There's a lot of really good science communication on TikTok, though, if you look for it. My favorite science TikTok is from Emily Calandrelli, who's at the Space Gal on all platforms, but importantly, TikTok. She just does all of these really cool science lessons that are hilarious and like will debunk like viral myths and things. And she's just so charming. And I love her. She's a sweetheart in person, too. She really is. So nice. Because we met her at a conference a couple of Novembers ago. Yeah, she's a she's a beam of sunshine. She's great. Good times. Today's stories were written by Kelsey Dunk, Ashley Hamer, and Steffi Drucker, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. Take some recordings of your kids talking. Don't look at advertisements. And join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.